and thank you so much for tuning in. Today's topic is fees to consider when getting into a serious relationship with a man who is living in another country. Now, before you entertain and possibly fall in love with the man who is living overseas, it is best to first think about the responsibility and the money that will go into him emigrating here. I'm not trying to judge anyone, but it is my opinion that no woman should be paying jack for any man to come over to the USA, no matter where he is from. Um, so I'm sharing this information with you ladies so that you don't waste your time when dating men online. Now, if the man you are talking to is extremely wealthy and will be footing the entire immigration bill, then keep on dating him and go with your gut. But also understand that he will still be your responsibility once he's over here, according to the USCIS. And that's if he can get over here, because our current administration has so many new regulations in place. I find that we as women need to tread carefully when considering bringing a man we barely know to this country. Please be I heard a story about how a woman met this African man online. She fell in love with him. She went and she visited him. And she ended up marrying him. She shelled out around $14,000. And that includes the immigration fees, the lawyer fees, and plane tickets to get that man over here. And when he got over here and he got everything that he needed, he left her in the dust. One, passport, visa, and plane ticket. You will first have to get a passport, which ranges around $100 and up, and it really depends on where you get it. You could get it from the post office or an agency that is certified by the government to process passports. Some African countries require a visa upon entering, and some don't. If your man's country requires a visa, that is more money that you would have to shell out. And this, the, and this whole thing, the passport, visa, and plane ticket, is to even this is to visit now, round trip tickets are not cheap and range from 800 to 1200 and up depending on what season you purchase it now if you follow gl lambert i have his book on this channel called men don't love women like you well he has a blog called farfrombasic.com and this is what he says about long distance. Quote, if he can't afford to fly you out or only offers half the money, then why are you wasting your time? You put in a month of conversation. You mean to tell me you will still entertain a man who doesn't even think your box is worth coach airfare? Don't disrespect yourself by paying for your own airfare. Lawyer fees. To hear your situation, some lawyers charge a consultation fee ranging from $50 and up. I think it's best to get a consultation first with the five-star 
reviewed lawyer if you are really thinking about getting serious with dude to see for yourself how much the process of getting him over here will cost. Now, to start the application process, some lawyers charge 250 and up as an hourly fee and others charge a flat rate of 300 to 2000 to start the application process depending on where you reside. Now, my former husband was here when I met him. His student visa expired. And in order to get on track and start the application process to becoming a resident and then later down the road a citizen, he had to pay out of his pocket $800 to start the application in New York City. He paid, he further paid out of his pocket a total of $8,000 to become a resident and a citizen here. The lawyer that did his paperwork before she was charging 800 now she's charging $2,000. And this is just for the application. It does not include any petition fees. Petition fees. There are two popular petitions in helping a guy to come over here to immigrate here these fees are different prices depending on what the lawyer is filing on behalf of the man you have the I-129 I'm sorry the I-129 petition for alien fiance which allows your man to come over to the USA to get married but y'all must do it within 90 days of him arriving and that's if he's able to get over here. The petition for that, I'm sorry, the fee for that petition is $525 for that one petition. Then you have the I-130 petition, which is if you decide to go to Africa to get married and then you want to bring him over to the USA, the fee for that is $535. Now there are many more fees after filing these petitions which includes adjustment of status and further green card filing and so on these fees will surely add up into the love fees I call it love fees if your man ain't got much money and he's over here you have to shell out money for the marriage license and paperwork and or ceremonial fees I know a lady who spent $50,000 on the wedding. Her man did not pay not one dime. You will also have to pay for his important documents to be translated into English if it was written in his language. And you had to get them certified. Um, also, you had to take into consideration the printing fees if you don't have a printer. If you do have a printer, you may have to you will have to buy more ink and paper. Alright, so you need to print out, you will have to print out messages between you and him, as well as pictures, um, bank statements, make a copy of your lease, get your W-2 forms together, 
um, as well as uh, get copies of your bills. The USCIS is looking for evidence-based marriage. That is not fraudulent. They want to make sure that he ain't paying you to bring him over and yada, yada, yada. Responsibility fees. When the USCIS looks at the entire case and the petitions you filed to get him over here, and they feel that he may be a public charge, meaning will have to rely somehow on the government, they will deny him entry to come here. He must show that, you know, he has a stable job or he has stable income before they will allow him to come over here. You also have to show the government that you can afford to bring him over here. Your house, your car, and other assets can be shown to meet this requirement. And petitioning for him to come over here, your lawyer will ask you to sign an affidavit of support. The affidavit states, you accept legal responsibility for financially supporting a sponsored immigrant or immigrants, generally until they become U.S. citizens or are credited with 40 quarters of work. So that's 10 years of Social Security coverage due to past employment in the U.S.A. Note, divorce does not end sponsorship obligation. If an immigrant youth sponsored receives any means-tested public benefits, Medicaid, SSI, TANF, which is Temporary Assistance for Needy Families, and the State Child Health Insurance Program, it states, you are responsible for repaying the cost of those benefits to the agency that provided them. If you do not repay the debt, the agency or the immigrant can sue you in court and get the money owed. I also read on this website, www.ncsl.org. It states, Congress barred legal immigrants from assessing means-tested programs for five years and the 1996 Welfare Reform Law. After five years, immigrants are still eligible on the same basis as citizens. Most newly arriving legal immigrants must also have an affidavit of support from their sponsor demonstrating income of 125% of the federal poverty level. So, before I go any further, I want to encourage you to make sure that if you're really serious about getting your man over here, you talk to a lawyer about this whole thing because um, Congress is constantly changing our immigration laws and blah, blah, blah. I had to cut this video short. I created a blog post and I put the link underneath this video. Thank you so much for tuning in. Ladies, if you haven't joined my group, check it out. I put a link to that below as well. And you have a great day.